Hi, and welcome to Season 3 of Emetophobia Help. I'm your host, Anna Christie, licensed therapist, author, and recovered emetophobic. Trigger warning for these podcasts will be words and sometimes a story, but I try to make sure they're not too gross. For you therapists who are listening, Dr. David Russ, child psychologist, and I have a new resource website for you at emetophobia.net, and there are self-help instructions there as well if you're looking for exposure resources. Um, people with emetophobia, I have a new Facebook group that I made called Emetophobia No Panic, which has very strict rules and is more about sharing success therapy information, and so on, more so than the other groups. If you're enjoying this podcast or you find it helpful, you can buy me a coffee for a couple of bucks or a couple of pounds. Just scroll down in the notes to see the link. Today I have with me Natalie, uh, who was originally from New York City, is now in Colorado doing some awesome research. Great to have you here. Hi, Natalie. Yes. Hi. How's it going? Good. 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 Another ginger person. Yep. Um, <laughs> no, what, no one can see us except us, but um, I guess I don't, I don't look ginger because I'm fooling around with blonde right now. But that's I love I love red hair. Um, so tell us about your metaphobia story. Let's start with that. Yeah, well, funnily enough, it all started with denial. Um, and so I'll be using the word vomit, I guess, just as a warning. I'll try to stick to that word, though. Um, sure, but yeah. when I was a little kid, I don't remember this. I only know this because my parents told me I would wake up in the middle of the night covered in vomit. They would be like, Natalie, what? I think you threw up. And I'd be like, no, 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 I didn't. No, oh. that didn't happen. <laughs> really? Yes. That's yeah. a new one on I me. Think... That, no, that... I know. Yeah. I think I was wow. just so overwhelmed by the experience that I was in denial that this could be part of the human experience. And then yeah. another time when I was young and, si and you know, getting sick, vomiting, I remember saying, I wish I was a plant or something like that. Because oh. if vomiting was yeah. to be a part of the human experience, I didn't want any part of it, which is so sad to think of, you know, little young Natalie, so overwhelmed by this right. totally normal human thing um yeah and so yeah, yeah. so right. as kids do I would get the stomach virus every year and I would cry and it wouldn't <laughs> be fun and um yeah. and then I mean yeah I kind of stopped getting stomach viruses in middle school and I haven't really been sick mm -hmm. since then and okay um so I would say I definitely have a fear of myself getting sick you know being nauseated yeah. is anxiety inducing for me but I also have a fear of other people getting sick so when I see it in a movie or in a person who's around me it's like a jump scare mm -hmm. um which you've said it's like a jump scare right. for you too but it's like a jump scare yeah. for a millisecond and then it instantly you know goes oh and it's okay you can <laughs> can you keep watching it or do you have to you have That's to change the channel question. or something. So no, usually my response uh, is to leave the room or plug my ears oh, or okay. uh, walk away. But 
now I am in exposure therapy, actually. So I've been watching scenes and having to sit through it with my lovely therapist. And Mm -hmm. I never Mm -hmm. thought that I would ever get to that point that I could like actually sit through a scene and not, you know, reflexively turn away. But I'm doing it and it's great. 10 out of 10 recommend. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, good. We'll we'll certainly get to that in a moment. I'm fascinated by your denial story. I'm sure there will be someone out there that will relate to that. I was just looking at our statistics yesterday because I hardly ever look at them. And we've had 57,000 downloads of this podcast since it started. Like, (laughs) yeah, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What each, each one's getting about a thousand now. So that's really great. Um, yes. and there are more people kind of being added on all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I'm sure there's someone, you know, cause I used to think the way that I manifested emetophobia, I, I was the only one like that. And there aren't very many people. Um, but there are some. So it's, yes. you know, it's different for everyone. That's so interesting. It's just like, no, I didn't throw up. I don't know what yeah. this vomit is all over my bed. Yeah, kids have terrible uh, object permanence. So they'll like, their mouth will be yeah. full of cookies and their parents will be like, did you eat all those cookies? And they'll shake their yeah. head with their mouth right. full of cookies. And so yeah, I yeah. think <laughs> I thought the denial would work, but no, obviously right. it did not. And no. I would also you- wake up at points when I was little, kind of shaking like a leaf. And at one point my mom called the doctor and was like, mm. oh my God, she's shaking like a leaf. And now when I look back on oh. it, I was probably nauseous. I just didn't have oh. the words to express it. But despite mm. all that, I can't think back to one traumatic experience getting sick it's kind of been ever present, which is why I kind of regret that I waited this long to actually recover or like get into a recovery flow with it. Because like there are other things that, you know, I've made a lot of progress on. And so but this is the only thing that I've had my whole entire life since I was wee little. So yeah, yeah, that is certainly common. That's really, really common. Most people um, have it farther back than they can remember sometimes you know sometimes i think something happens maybe when you're too young to remember it later you know Um, maybe it scares you or Mm -hmm. you feel like you're choking or something or maybe your mommy wasn't there you know because she was just at work or whatever but um most of it a big piece of it anyway we're born with the predisposition to be phobic or scared or have anxiety. So, you know, whereas another kid could throw up when they're a year old and their mommy's not there and it wouldn't matter. Yep. You know, but, (laughs) but not you and not me either. Um, What was your childhood like in general? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, it's interesting growing up in New York City. Um, I know going to college and meeting Mm. people who weren't from New York City, they were always like, what's that like? Um, I think I generally had a pretty pleasant childhood. My dad was kind of working all the time. um, And then my mom was kind of stay at home, I think, for most of my childhood. I also had a twin sister growing up. Um, And Mm -hmm. uh, it's interesting because my mom kind of had a disposition to somewhat frequent vomiting. She would get quite motion sick and she Mm. had migraines. And so, yeah, I don't remember. I mean, I have one (laughs) memory of her getting sick and I was a little kid and we were in the street and I ran away. (laughs) Oh, wow. Do you know how old you were? 
Yeah. I think I was like four or five. Yeah. Oh, that's really small. Yeah. Yes, so you were already yeah. scared. Yeah. Yeah. I was. That's very that's a thing. Yeah. I think. Does the sound of someone vomiting really scare you? Yes. And actually, yeah. I've been experiencing this as I enter exposure. I think the sound triggers me a little more than the sight because the sound right. is like someone yeah. dying. It's really yeah. not fun to listen to or like a monster. Yeah. Like it's just, it's yeah. one of the least pleasant yeah. sounds. And I think I have some other sensory things like a little bit of misophonia. And so that might very well play a role oh. in um, yeah. vomiting. But the thing that I've said about vomiting, and I don't like to have this thought very often anymore because because I feel like this thought is regressive when it comes to my recovery. But it's the Mm -hmm. one thing that's not pleasant from all five senses. It smells not great. It doesn't look great. Doesn't feel great. You know, all five senses, it's just unpleasant. But that it's a part of the human experience. So we have to Mm -hmm. accept it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think I think that probably like poop would be in that category too, though, right? (laughs) <laughs> which, yeah, but which you're not yeah, yeah, not afraid of so. yeah, yeah so yeah it's can you just explain for a moment to our <laughs> listeners what misophonia is yeah I believe misophonia I, I hope I'm not using the wrong word but I think it's like kind of a sensory thing with sound so like certain sounds are triggering from what I yeah. know yeah. yeah. Are you sensitive to sound in general? Loud yes, sound? Yes, I think I am for better or for worse. I think like I've been sensitive to certain chewing noises as well. Oh, um, yeah, that's a so, thing. Yeah, it's just interesting yeah. thinking of how this the sensory element and people who just have any sort of sensory processing dysfunction, it, it definitely plays a role. Right, right. Yeah. My one of my daughters who's not afraid of anything on mm-hmm. earth. Um, like she, she's done that. Uh, she's jumped out of an airplane. She has done cliff diving. You know, she's just not scared. But she used to go insane with the chewing sounds, people's or anything. If if you kind of went, I don't yeah, know if anybody can hear yeah, that, but that drove her nuts too. And then it drove her nuts. And she's always trying to get people not to do that. And then I I found uh something on the internet. You know that this was a thing. So she's so funny. She's like, well, it's a thing. I'm getting rid of the thing. So she completely flipped from trying to tell people they shouldn't make sounds like that to, yeah. Okay, so we had a little technical difficulty here. I apologize, but we pick up the conversation again right now. Um, so you have a twin. I do. Um, like, uh, um, identical twin or fraternal twin? Very fraternal, yes. <laughs> Very. So it's a boy yes. then. No, <laughs> so no, no. She's, she's oh, okay. Yeah, we're just a very girl, different. a girl, <laughs> yeah. but very different. Yeah. Um, and does she have any problem with emetophobia? Nope. She is. She's. She's always been fine with it. Um, I yeah. think actually one of the hardest things about emetophobia was when one of my family members would get sick. And I know this is a d- d- old old tale. <laughs> um, so many yeah. other people have said this exact thing on your podcast. But when a family right. member gets sick, all your compassion goes out the window. And so I generally really like to be, um, you know, a caregiving kind of person. I'm actually my research right, right now is on caregivers of cancer patients. So I'm really oh, passionate. Nice. Yeah, about, mm-hmm. yeah, caregiving. But when a family member would get sick, I couldn't. And I just remember one time in high school where my sister was sick with the stomach bug, and she was she was fine. Um, 
but I was not fine. <laughs> but she was kind of mad at that because she was like, I'm the one who's sick. You know, you should be, mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. Is, I deserve the attention from our parents. But I was such an anxious wreck that like, that oh. they had to kind of tend yeah. to me instead, which, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess in that sense, I was lucky to just, from age nine on, just my mom and I, um, mm-hmm. but then again, she sick you know and she had like allergies and before in the days before allergy medication right over the counter allergy treatment she would cough and cough and cough and cough and cough and and blow her nose and cough and then she'd throw up um and she'd go in the bathroom but i could hear her cough so then coughing became a real thing for me Mm -hmm. i heard anyone cough i'd freak Mm -hmm. out Mm -hmm. yeah well, okay, so tell us now about the therapy that you're in. Is this yeah. the first therapy that you've ha- ever had for mm-hmm. emetophobia? For emetophobia, yes. So mm-hmm. I kind of got to the point where I was like, you know what? Like, no, emetophobia will never be the only issue <laughs> that I have, but I've had this for long enough that it's time to just, you know, focus on that in therapy and just you know, focus on find an exposure therapist and do that. I had actually read, it all started when I read um, in high school, the Cure Your Emetophobia and Thrive book, which I heard you talking about on the podcast and how he does not really have much, you know, clinical background or education. (laughs) And he's, there's a little bit of a profit element. So I would say it didn't really, it got to a point, I actually started in high school, and then I came back to it very recently. And I found that it didn't really help me because at this point, a lot of my cognitive distortions around vomiting are pretty easily corrected. Like when I'm starting right. to, you know, catastrophize about it, it's pretty easy to say, no, this is this is not nearly as bad as you're making it out to be, dude. Like, right. <laughs> um, yeah. And so that didn't really help. I also got Ken Goodman's book and I've been working through that. Mm. And I think that's yeah. really, that's been helpful. But yeah, I'm working with right. a therapist who, interestingly enough, specializes in eating disorders. But, you know, as okay. part of eating disorders, some people might have phobias of, you know choking or swallowing or whatnot Mm -hmm. and so she's done Mm -hmm. exposure for that and so she's doing exposure with me and she's very she's like my cheerleader like you know she's just okay like I know you could do this like you know and I do I mean Mm -hmm. I experience resistance but it's weird because when I actually watch a video it's never as bad as I think like I'll feel like maybe again a little jump scare but then my anxiety goes down pretty quickly um right yeah. yeah. And, and so- did you start did you start your exposure with videos? Or where did you um, start? So I was doing like uh, a little bit of pictures um, and then some cartoons. Yeah, cartoons okay. and then live action pictures and then some like animated videos. It's very interesting because yeah. the videos that I'm watching now, I've worked my way up to like live action from a movie much quicker than I thought. And I'm kind of watching mm-hmm. all of the scenes that I've missed throughout my life because I was too scared <laughs> to watch them. And so it's like now, I'm like, right. okay, yeah. I could go back and watch that part. Like right. last night, I watched yeah. the scene from Ten Things I Hate About You. That I've seen that movie oh, yeah. times, and every time I had to look yeah. away and plug my ears, and now it's like, oh, <laughs> so that's yeah. it's been really yeah. rewarding. Yeah, yes. Have you watched Bridesmaids? Not yet. I'm, I'll work my yeah. way there. Yeah, I have seen the oh, movie. Yeah, because I like stepped away minutes before have. the scene because I knew how. Yeah. Oh, uh, that scene 
I thought was hilarious. <laughs> I just thought it was absolutely yeah, hilarious. Yeah, my mom loves that movie. I, she thought it was so I went funny. to the movie theater when everybody in the emetophobia Facebook groups and stuff was freaking out. Yeah. They were freaking out about it. Yeah. Don't watch this movie, yeah. yada, yada. So, I mean, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to go see how bad it really is, you know? Yes. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't that bad, really, but yeah. but the whole thing, uh, because they also have diarrhea. Some of them just have yes. diarrhea, you know, yes. and then they're funny. They're really, really funny. <laughs> anyway. We'll, we'll get there. Um, it, I, that'll yeah. be, yeah, the graduation, right? Yep. You can just watch that movie and not, yep. not even worry about yes. it. Um, you mentioned Ken Goodman's book. Uh, yeah. The book is the Emetophobia Manual yes. for anyone who might be yeah. listening, um, wondering. Yeah. Um, Ken, I was just talking to Ken yesterday, oh, actually. How's he doing? <laughs> um, yeah, good, good, good. Um, doing well, you know, the book's doing really well. And yeah. he was asking about my book. And so he's yep. going to come on the podcast at the, again. He's been on before, Great. but he's going to yeah, come I on with another. Episode, yeah. um, he's going to come on with another, with a client, I think, uh, or a previous oh, client nice. at the end of March, March 29th, if people awesome. are wanting to hear Ken Goodman and I talk oh, about, <laughs> um, he, yeah, his book. He's a funny guy. He's, mm -hmm. he's a very funny guy. Yeah. Uh, and, and the book is um, funny. To, like, he has a funny style, right? I in totally writing, agree. Which is, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, do you have any thoughts or what are your therapist's thoughts about how to make the transition between, like, being able to watch other people or listen to other people vomit? Um, you can do things, you know, you can mix up stuff so you can look at what it looks like you can smell yep. it um, yes. but w what about the transition between that and and yourself like what what is she doing with you there yeah that's that's a tricky one um because I know I mean I think I'm kind of focusing on my secondary emetophobia first and then I'm like I'll eventually get to the primary because I still have such a long way to go um but it's interesting because, okay. I mean, Ken Goodman says to, like, fake vomit and make a whole show out of it. And yes. I, think, <laughs> I think that's something I would like to try. I just, I don't, I might just find it funny. Like, I might just yeah, I, find it hard it, to take seriously. One of, I was telling my friends and one of them was saying that the best exposure that they're hearing of is to eat a uh, vomit flavored jelly beans. So that's also very much on my list. Yep. I have um, those. I have that. Um, there is a, yeah, there's a list um, on my, on my, on my website, uh, mine yes. with David Russ, emetophobia.net. Uh, if you go down to the end of the exposure section, you'll see interoceptive exercises, which are in your real body. Um, have you been like listing out your safety behaviors? Do you have safety yes. behaviors? Yeah, and trying so to give those up. What? I'm actually, I've been thinking of those. I'm actually very fortunate overall because I eat out, I go to bars, I have a drink or two every now okay. and again. Like, there's so many things yeah. that I am so thankful to be able to do. And only like, it's more like intrusive thoughts, right? When I'm eating something okay. that I'm like, oh, maybe this has gone bad, or eating out at a restaurant, like, I'll have thoughts of, oh, this might make you sick. But I'm pretty easily able to say, screw you. No, like, I'm trying to live my life, please. And thank you. Right. Um, yeah. And so there's still an, el there's an element of that, but not really. I do carry around a 
the bag still. We're, we're, we're going to let go of that in time. Okay. Um, and then yeah. thankfully, I actually made a post uh, in the page recently saying that Zofran doesn't really work for me. So there's a safety behavior oh, that yeah. just from the get-go was like not worth yeah. it. Um, That's which good. That's good. Zofran is yeah. the American... Um, uh, the, the generic is on Dancitron. Yes. And a lot of people, metaphobics, uh, have a prescription yeah, for it. And, and they kind yeah. of worship it like it'll stop me vomiting no matter why I'm vomiting, which isn't yes. true. No, Sorry, everyone who's listening. But it, yeah. it won't stop you if you're really poisoned or you're really got a high viral load yep. from a virus. It, it yeah, won't stop need, you. You'll need to do it. And either. there are some yeah. other you know, th- like if you're very nauseous because you're anxious, like truly nauseous, it won't yeah. help your nausea. Yep. It yeah. doesn't help that. Yeah. And I think um, most of my nausea so. is caused by anxiety. And I also have, yeah. you know, some ulcers and acid reflux, which is so hard when it's the double whammy right. of that plus like yeah. actual biological issues that you're trying to get to the bottom yeah. of. And so whereas for most people, like I speak to plenty of people who are like, yeah, I have ulcers or yeah, I have acid reflux, but my doctor is like making me take medication for it. I have no symptoms. And like yeah. one of my friends has pretty bad acid reflux, but then nausea is not an issue for them at all but I think for a metaphobes like any sort of you know digestive offness will translate as nausea and therefore fear and therefore more nausea and therefore more fear and yeah the whole feedback loop right (laughs) yeah yeah well Natalie you've been a wonderful guest um uh, it's so great the research you're doing um caregiving for cancer patients that's lovely and uh Natalie was telling me before I started recording she would like to um, research emetophobia someday. Yeah. So one day, <laughs> I, that is on my list. <laughs> you can pre-order my book now on Amazon if you wish. Um, it's uh, called Emetophobia, and you just look for it and Yay. my name. So thank you so much for thank you for, for having uh, me. being a great inspiration. You're welcome. <laughs>